So you decided you want to buy a gun, but how do you choose which one? You don't have time to test every handgun, rifle, and shotgun out there. NorCal Gun Vault can help you out. Yeah, the folks that work there are passionate about firearms. They hunt, they shoot. You can tell it's not just a job for them, and it shows in their ability to find the perfect firearm for you. NorCal Gun Vault is fully stocked with hundreds of handguns, rifles, shotguns, not to mention tons of ammo, dozens of accessories. Yeah, whether shooting is just a hobby, you're a hunter, or you're thinking about owning your first gun, NorCal Gun Vault has exactly what you're looking for. By the way, if cash is tight right now, but you really want to get a gun, NorCal Gun Vault will work with you to create a layaway program individually tailored to what makes sense for your budget. NorCal Gun Vault opens seven days a week, locally owned and operated. Check them out at NorCalGunVault.com. NorCalGunVault.com. It really matters when you're dealing with experts. Go to NorCalGunVault.com, NorCalGunVault.com. Guys, it's time that the movie Frozen is being turned into a Broadway musical. And they've added a bunch of new songs and storylines. This week they released the first trailer for it. It's pretty exciting. Watch this. Starting next spring, Frozen is coming to Broadway, featuring over a dozen brand new songs. Critics are already saying it's magical. Kids are saying it's so much fun. And parents are saying, my God, what have we done to deserve this? We just got our kids to move on to Moana, and now you're giving us like 15 new friggin' songs? This musical better sell hard alcohol in the lobby. Frozen on Broadway. You just can't let it go. You just moved on to Moana. One of my kids doesn't like Frozen, so I don't have to be subjected to it regularly. Mm. The other one likes it, but the other one doesn't. Boy, the whole intersection of children's entertainment, toy sales, commerce, giant corporations, the whole, you know, Bambi stumbling through the woods feel, to me, is completely gone. I hate to be cynical, because, you know, storytelling is storytelling, and some of these movies are absolutely charming, but it's just difficult to ignore the giant factory churning out smoke and products yeah. Yeah. behind Bambi. Um, yeah, we rewatched Sing the other night, kids' movie, and it's really good. I mean, it's just just a good movie, no doubt about it. But, you know, I hear what you're saying. Speaking of movies, I just watched the trailer for the new LBJ movie with Woody Harrelson as Lyndon Baines Johnson. Oh, interesting. President of the United States. Look, I just forget about it. <laughs> and yeah, I just forget about it. That's what he said about the Vietnam War. No, it isn't. Um... <laughs> what? Uh, I love Woody and everything. It looks every really time, good. Every time he's cast, I think Woody Harrelson. Yeah, and then every time he's great. Yeah, it looks like it's. It looks to me like it's based on the Carol books. What I bet, which I've been reading the, uh, the, the, the 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 ongoing series. Speaking of Vietnam, uh, Robert Carroll, who's written five LBJ books so far, a thousand That's pages plenty, each. Plenty, Robert. He's he's on <laughs> to the it. he's on to the uh, the Vietnam War. Uh, portion of LBJ, and he's been in Vietnam for years now doing research, and I can't wait till he unleashes that volume. Mm. That'll be fantastic. God, there's a new Vietnam War book out now, Hugh, 1968. So damn good. And it seems so much like Afghanistan. But anyway, I don't want to get off on that right now. Um, So the LPGA... Uh, is now got new fines for dressing too sexy? Yes, I, I heard about this. that. Yes. Women's professional golf. 
that your 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 skirt must be long enough that we do not see your bottom. Yes, even if covered by what? wait no, even if covered by undershorts at any time, standing or bent over. Yes, so your skirt has to be long enough that it doesn't show your shorts underneath, even if you bend over to pick up your ball. So that'd have to be pretty long. Well, now wait a minute. It can't show your bottom, even if covered by shorts. Yeah, but it can show shorts as long as those shorts are not short. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah. They've got to be long shorts. Is this a riddle? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's a Zen exercise. Anyway. So, what, were they having a problem? I I wasn't, wasn't a problem. No. For Aren't me. they trying to grow the sport? Well, <laughs> yes, uh, but uh, yeah. And the other thing, this well, will make you this have sport, the other rules. This will make the sport more popular. Do you have the other uh, rule that's uh, important? Something about the tops, I guess. Right? Yes. Okay. Do you have it? No. All right. Um, the other rule is uh, you cannot show excessive cleavage. Mm-hmm. And I was hoping to have the exact verbiage of it because some of the more busty golfer ladies are are saying, well, wait a minute. That's completely arbitrary. You got a shirt that's sewn. It's the way it's cut is to here. I happen to have large boobs. They, if you cut a shirt down to here, you can see them. Gals with the smaller baboos, there, there's nothing there but but breastbone. What do you want me to do? You want me to wear like mock turtlenecks all the time? And and so yeah, there's a great are, outrage. Are they under the impression that these golfers aren't dressing themselves? <laughs> like, is this some evil caddy patriarchy that's <laughs> making them play in bikinis or something? Well, no, come they, on. If nah. you wear a, if you wear a golf shirt and button the button, you're not going to show any cleavage. You'll be fine. Why don't they just do that? Dress like grown-ups. Quit dressing like harlots. Dress like whores listen out there to, on the golf course. Listen to Jack discriminating against the more ample bosomed. I'm going to put in an Button application to be the, uh, I'll be in charge of what is excessive not, cleavage and not what's not. Not all women's golf fashions have bu- buttons. Well, wear a shirt with buttons, you whore. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Taliban golf. Right, you want to wear <laughs> well the burqa? Yeah, I mean, you too. Nice job, everybody. And uh, one other story I was going to hit you with. Ah, uh, oh, darn it. I lost the picture on the New York Post. It updated. But there's another teacher who had sex with her students, and they all look exactly the same. There's got to be some sort of gene. I wonder. Because they all look the same. They're always kind of white trash-ish hot blonde chicks. Mm. They all look exactly the same. Huge percentage of them. Like vaguely the Britney Spears look when yeah. she was doing her yeah. barefoot in the gas station yeah. phase. Exactly. Right. They yeah, always well look said. kind of like that. Even if their hair is dyed, it's still there's a tie-in. Yeah. So there's something genetic going on there. Well, when we unravel the genome, we'll actually be able to identify the Britney Spears looking sex up a student trend. Gene, won't that be a brave new day for science? Yeah, I wanted to hit you with Maybe this. Maybe they could use that CRISPR to go and fix that, so you quit having sex with your students and go get your boyfriend. And By the way, that CRISPR is the worst name for it DNA is. gene. It, it sounds it like is. you're singeing your your gene. It sounds like you're keeping your uh, zucchini fresh. This particular teacher, uh, <laughs> she had sex with an 18 year old in her class. Oh, that's just a. Uh, policy thing is what she's a special ed teacher it's a special ed oh man so that's where the uh, twist comes in there she said she wasn't getting any sex from her husband so oh well okay then (laughs) humanity i know it i know it surely it's time for the beasts to take over again and plant life know about tinder there's plenty of ways other than your classroom to take care of things (laughs) just just an old-fashioned affair get your vibrator (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.
I mean, I can think of several solutions that are less, well, morally repugnant, you tramp. So it depends on who you ask. Wells Fargo, somewhere between a half a million and 800,000 customers were... So uh, a few. ...were signed up for insurance that they didn't want. And uh, just another one of the things Wells Fargo was doing to their customers to make money, apparently for years... They had a completely debauched culture. It is amazing. Uh, one customer uh, quoted as saying, I feel like they're preying on everybody. I feel like they're crooks. Jeez, you think? <laughs> Based on what? It's just all the criminality? It's it's amazing. Every aspect of ways they could get money out of you outside of, like, hitting you on the head in the parking lot and stealing your wallet, they did. <laughs> right. And then when whistleblowers try, would try to blow the whistle, they would get fired. Right. I mean, it was just, it was a criminal enterprise. For each aspect of this, whether it's the uh, unasked-for credit cards or the unnecessary insurance, or there was another one recently, too, wasn't there? How in Yet the, another wrinkle. How in the world did they end up with a culture like that? I don't know. It has to be started by a person, doesn't it? But it just grew and caught on, and everybody was making money, so... Yeah, I wonder. That, wow, what an interesting field of study that would be. Yeah. How does it, a yeah. corrupt culture become that corrupt? Because that's a large and complex enterprise, Hell obviously. yes, and i got to think, I'm assuming, that most of your major banks, like a Wells Fargo, don't have any of this. They don't have any of it. Nobody is signing up people after they get off the phone for a credit card they didn't ask for. But at Wells Fargo, they were doing all kinds of stuff like that by the th- hundreds of thousands. Yeah, systemically. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's just an interesting culture there. I, I They need to write a book or make a movie or something. And, and Well, all and I, I care about is if they take, quote, full responsibility. Yeah, and a hell of a lot more people need to get fired or go to jail and not end up getting, uh, you know, $50 million payouts as they walk out the door. But unbelievable story. Stripped naked, flogged, and sent out the door penniless. That's the, that would be an appropriate penalty. So Dick Durbin, he's a senator, congressman, whatever he is. He's uh, one of your leading Democrats. He just said something about the whole immigration policy and uh, jobs that Americans won't do that I thought was pretty interesting. Play that for you. Come back and uh, kind of reset the conversation of the day of Trump's new policy on who comes into the country. Yeah, well, let's do it. Let's talk about it intelligently, out in the open, as adults. Are there jobs that are just beneath Americans? Is that what we've decided as a country that, you know, my I'm an American and my my, my 20-year-old or high school kid just, he's not going to do something like that? Yes, there are jobs that are beneath Americans. Signed, racists. Yeah, it's a pretty racist notion. <laughs> my God. Yeah, get brown people to do it. What? Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. The biggest flaw in this proposal is the notion that there are long lines of Americans waiting to pick fruit and to work in hospitals and uh, hotels and restaurants. Dick Durbin, Democrat. Can you play that again? I thought he was just getting going and it was over. The biggest flaw in this proposal is the notion that there are long lines of Americans waiting to pick fruit and to work in hospitals and uh, hotels and restaurants. Now, maybe I'm reading into that. But I hear disdain in his voice when he says a job like pick fruit. 
Don't you? Clean a hotel room. Like, that's just something. No American would do that. I see long lines of Americans applying to do that. <laughs> so, just... go on. Go on. <laughs> so, we need to import a large, illegal, brown underclass and make them do it. The, the great hypocrisy of progressives on immigration policy is astonishing to me that it's not called out more often. Are you kidding me? White people can't be asked to do this, or brown Americans can't be asked to do this. We need to get foreign brown people to do this work, or it will never be done, or you let wages rise. If you can't hire a hotel cleaner at $10 an hour, you're going to have to offer ten fifty, And if that doesn't work, you better go to 11 And then you'll have Americans showing up, unless you have such a generous welfare state that they don't need to, you which have, is another thing. You had a point, Vincent? Hey, let me play uh, another short one I described. These are hard, dirty, sweaty jobs that many immigrants go to because that's what immigrants do. Wow, wow, wow. Do you mean lawful or unlawful immigrants, <laughs> Senator? But either, either way, I mean, that's just a hell of a thing to say. That sounds like something that you would say in Great Britain when they had colonies all around the world. I mean, that's just that's a hell of a thing to say. What a weird cultural moment it is when you decide these are hard, sweaty, dirty jobs. Americans aren't going to do those jobs. Immigrants will do those jobs. Right. It's just It's just wild. So we've decided that no matter how poor you are in America or starting out as a 19-year-old or whatever, you're not going to do a hard, dirty, sweaty job. You'll either be on the dole or live in your parents' house, but you're not going to do one of those jobs. We've just accepted that culturally. Not, not, I don't even mean economically or any of that other stuff. Just culturally, we've accepted a 19-year-old starting out shouldn't do a dirty, sweaty job that nobody likes. Get a brown person to do it. Live with your parents until something else comes along or... Or, or or just live off the, the, the safety net. But don't don't clean a hotel or pick fruit. Oh my god, that'd be horrible. Hey, do we still That's have... just so weird when and that, I'm not that old. Wasn't that long ago me and all my friends, we did that sort of thing and we didn't feel like we were, you know, being abused by the world. It's crazy. Do we have the Stephen Miller clip where he's saying surely CNN knows the difference between green card policy and illegal immigration? I don't know that we need the clip if you can find it great, but Dick Durbin there, the senator, is conflating the two. Well, everybody if, does. If we right. So wait a minute. So because we do not have enough lawful immigrants to do dirty work, and maybe we, all right, maybe you want to make the argument that white people are too good to do that sort of work. That's a lovely progressive argument. Even if that were true, okay, well, let's talk about how many we want to let in. That has nothing to do with illegal immigration. That's absurd. And one more shot at my progressive friends. Y'all are constantly howling about income inequality. What do you think that does to low-level earners when you flood the country with people competing for those jobs? Are you kidding me? And then you all, and some of it is just misguided. Some of it is cynical, wanting to line up union members and and left-leaning voters. But are you all serious with your, well, no, the study uh, recently from uh, USC shows that uh, illegal immigrants actually boost the economy by X percent, blah, blah, blah. Where do you think that boost goes? Where do you think that additional money goes? 
It doesn't go to the illegals because they're driving down each other's wages. Cesar Chavez was a strong activist on that. He believed we've got to stop illegal immigration because it is crushing the wages of the people who are lawfully here and working. But it goes to the guy like Lindsey Graham. He's talking about the uh, the, the pack meat packing plants in South Carolina. You, the, the, where do you think that profit goes? It's to the guy who owns the plant. It's not to America's working class. Now, the guy from Mexico who's making three cents a day, he's better off. I'll grant you that. But the, what, what does that have to do with me? And, and then listen to this, would you? We know so many, so many construction workers on the West Coast who are out of work now because they've been priced out. This is Al Anonymous, um, <clears throat> uh, who, who I happen to know he's a contractor. Fact is, non-English speaking laborers are the best. That is, until they find out that they can go under the table, enjoy being fully insured because they have no income, quote-unquote, then everyone owns a home, would rather have a vastly less expensive, hard-working, non-English speaker than a fully insured, bonded, and insured-again contractor who plays by the rules. Workers' compensation and pay days off that we must now pay workers for makes being competitive with guys who've paid no attention to the rules impossible. If you follow the rules and all those regulations... You cannot possibly compete with people using illegal labor. Is that good? Is that okay with you? Is that the way you're serving America's working class? It's just absurd. One texter said, Durbin sounds like a colonist. That's absolutely true. We, we, or a colonizer. Yeah, we, we British should not, uh, we should not have to do jobs like that. We need to uh, invade another country and find people who will do this work because that is just embarrassing. Here's another person I know in agriculture who texted me. I don't know what the hell is wrong with me. I'm a 50-year-old white middle-class woman, and I pick fruit. I guess I didn't get the memo. It was beneath me. I hope my kids aren't listening. Dick Durbin. Not to be confused with the Dick Turban, which is a lovely novelty item you can order on eBay. What? Spice up your uh, Friday night. Wow. Well, just some people get, you know, they and hear one thing and they, they, you know, think another. An otherwise elevated conversation <laughs> laid low by childish <laughs> groin-related humor. Wow. <laughs> the reviews are in and they're not kind. This might be a job I'm too good to do. <laughs> there is no such job. <laughs> oh, boy. By the way, I wanted to throw this in. So my brother's visiting over the weekend and he told me... So he he works uh he works in a he manages a warehouse and so they do a lot of you know warehouse kind of work so it's that kind of crew that right seems appropriate certainly maybe the sort of people that we're going to talk uh, to uh, tomorrow in that uh, blue collar panel that kind of lifestyle but anyway when they have their breaks they regularly eat donuts mm. they eat a lot of donuts why not a lot of big guys my brother's a big guy a lot of other big guys eat donuts <laughs> oh well, boy so, break time and you grab a donut all right that, that sounds so good <laughs> right well when they have their weekly meeting I guess. The, the they always have a box of donuts. It's always been that way. He's been we've worked there forever. It's always been that way. When they have their weekly meeting, there's donuts and they all eat a donut. Well, somebody from the insurance uh, company that the that the the company goes through health like insurance benefits. Oh, yeah, I see. Oh, yeah, you're, yeah, you're HR yeah. person. Okay, an HR person from the company comes and shows up to their meeting. And walks around with their cell phone videotaping them eating donuts. And none of them could figure no none of them could really figure out what was going on. She's just walking around, getting people in the ear, eating a donut, like holding the phone up and just kind of like pursing her lips and shaking her head in disgust. And anyway, then they got a memo that uh, they're no longer allowed to have donuts. 
Because uh, she, she took the video and then and, and decided that that's something that they can't do because they'll cost the company more in health insurance by eating this bad food or whatever, as if that's going to change their eating habits oh, away from Oh, because it's making work. them fatter. Well, <clears throat> allegedly. That donut at work is not doing you any good, but you're not having any effect on the, the, anybody's life. I mean, that's the problem I have with these er, sorts of rules. Gerd. But So no more donuts at work. Wow. <laughs> And videotape people eating donuts. You know, I, I shaking her head. Look at these. Look at these blue collar, low level fat people eating donuts. Disgusting. I, <laughs> I swear, if I had the opportunity to either like get an inside tour of uh, the Taj Mahal or an inside tour of her brain, I'd pick her brain. I, I want to. How does that work in your mind that you're going to stop these guys from grabbing a donut on break? And it's going to reform their entire health. They are now going to be healthy, slim, muscular, and of low risk for our actuarial tables. And more importantly, happier, more productive employees because they're happy with where they work. And not at all. It never occurred to her. Nobody points out to her. Or if they do point out to her, and this is why it'd be interesting to be inside her head. If, you know, you were to say, hey, these guys are going to resent it and... and and, and, and feel pissed off and like they're being controlled, and any gain would be offset. And in her head, I would hear, <laughs> no, no, this will keep them healthier. I'd love to know how a person's brain works through things no like kidding. that. If they work here for 15 more years, they will still be bitter working here and less productive because of this moronic move. Yeah. Wow. It's the sort of thing we do in modern society. Wow. You know, it's funny. We were talking about the old uh, Emma Lazarus poem, the, the, you know, your huddled masses and blah, 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 the whole Statue of Liberty here. And it is especially ironic and, and bitterly hilarious that uh, immigrant after immigrant, and this is another call we've gotten, or letter we've gotten many, many times, email, nobody sends letter, um, from immigrants saying, I could not believe how many rules there are in the United States. Everything you do, everywhere you go, every act you perform, it's just a, there are a thousand rules. You people are more in love with having rules than anywhere I've lived. We have people who grew up in the communist block who say, we can't believe how regulated the United States is. Statue sure. of Liberty, my ass. Sure. Um, there are a lot of countries where that we make fun of for not being as free as we are who would think it's ridiculous. I'm not allowed to have a donut at work. What are you talking about? <laughs> if I'm That's ever crazy. if I'm ever videotaped uh, eating donuts, I'm going to put two or three in my mouth and like smile at the camera. <laughs> if I know this is the last time I'm going to have donuts anyway. You know, I was talking to to uh, well, I was talking to y'all about uh, Delaney going to this Italian World War One fort where you just explore, you go, you look, yeah. you go in the tunnels, you go wherever you want. It's up to you. And, uh, you know, what a contrast. You go to various historic sites in the U.S. where you're barked at behind the velvet lines and no go here, no go there, step back, just constant regimentation in the land of the free. Mm -hmm. What's coming up in your news, Marsha Phillips? Well, I got to tell you, the leaks just keep on coming. Now the Washpo has the entire transcript of President Trump's January call to Mexico's president. Yeah. I'm not paying for your blanking wall. I've read about half of it. It's yeah. really interesting yeah. just to see what these are like, but not the sort of thing that should get leaked out. Right. We we can't have, we, we just can't have this in our government. It, it'll be unable to function if every phone call gets leaked out, the entire transcript. 
But it's pretty interesting to read. Imagine in your own life if every conversation you had was going to be made public. The impact that would have. And the dirtiest, most germ-laden item in your house and how you should deal with it. Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. You're going to use the term fecal matter. I know you are. I can see it coming. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. a couple of different textures say the only way we get people to show up for our meetings is providing donuts. That is one of the reasons donuts exist in meetings is to get you to be there. Hang around for a little while. Um, but they're being banned. They're bad for you. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Oh boy, I'll tell you, the leaks just keep on coming. We had a leaked phone uh, telephone transcript showing that President Trump was asking Mexico's president to stop saying his country will not pay for a massive border wall. Guys who leak a little. Washington Post reports on a January 27th call between Trump and the Mexican president, Peña Nieto. Trump saying repeatedly, you cannot say that to the press when talking about the wall. Nieto saying, quote, you got a very big mark on our back, Mr. President, regarding who pays for the wall. This is what I suggest, Mr. President. Let us stop talking about the wall. I have recognized the right of any government to protect its borders as it deems necessary and convenient, but my position has been and will continue to be very firm, saying that Mexico cannot pay for that wall. That's I'm not going to pay for that f***ing wall. That, uh, that's a perfectly reasonable position. He's a Mexican. Donald Trump came up with a bizarre and hilarious little bit of a stump speech. We're going to build a wall and make Mexico pay for it. Yes. That is hilarious. But I don't think anybody took it seriously. And I'll tell you this, Donald, listen to me. This is your buddy Joe talking. Back off that. Say, listen, I was just trying to be funny. Of course they can't pay for the wall. And all your supporters will laugh because they didn't think you were serious. Now, the New York Times will act as if, oh, my God, campaign promise. And they'll make a big deal. You said they were going to. But nobody cares. The, the president of Mexico is making a perfectly reasonable point. Yeah, I don't like the way these transcripts are going to be yeah. handled all day long because people are going to pull out these little parts of them. But it's really way more interesting yep. than that to read the way they the two presidents converse. And, and Trump's negotiating style, he jumps into it right away. Like, he... We've been in negotiations right. before. Usually the the real threat it goes completely unspoken from either side. Right. Nobody ever says out loud, like, you, you go to, I could quit or I could fire you. Nobody ever goes that far. He jumps right to that at the beginning. I mean, that's like his opening move is, if you do this, we'll raise the tariffs, and if you want to raise them more, we'll raise them even more than that. Right. So that's where you'll be. I mean, just like right off the bat, we're bigger and more powerful than you, so you need to obey. I mean, that's, I guess that's the way he negotiates, or maybe the way he negotiates sometimes. I don't know. But he went right to his... His whole card. High tariffs, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Trump responding to uh, Nieto's statement saying, but you cannot say that to the press. The press is going to go with that, and I cannot live with that. You cannot say that to the press because I cannot negotiate under those circumstances. Right. <laughs> so there you go. Quick back and forth. But yeah, it uh, they've got 61 pages of transcripts and phone calls. Yeah, they're long phone calls. The yes. one we'd, we'd already heard some of the stuff from the Australian phone call. Right. It's more interesting in context 
where Trump gets frustrated and says, you know, I've been on the phone with people all day long. I even talked to Putin and it went fine. This is the worst call I've had yeah. all day long. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> now, whoever leaked that should go to jail for a long time. Oh, yeah. But I can't wait to read it. Um, uh, you know, just getting back to the Trump-Nieto uh, thing. You can't put, if you're negotiating, you can't put the other person in a position that you will, not only must I have this point, but you will humiliate yourself to give it to me. I mean, you just, you can't negotiate like that. Dangerous heat wave continuing in the West. you got excessive heat warnings in effect for millions of people in Oregon and Washington and Central California. Portland expected to hit 107 today. Seattle in the 90s as the heat wave continues and not much AC in the Pacific Northwest. It was so hot in Portland. I saw a couple of lesbians something, something Subaru something. (laughs) I just, I don't, I don't, uh, I haven't finished it. Excellent point, though, Marshall, that uh, a lot of people don't have AC because you don't need it most of the time. Nope. Kitchen sponges, it turns out, are home to more vast and diverse colonies of bacteria than pretty much anything else in your home. Which is exactly why I lick a sponge every day to beef up my immune system. I stick with the same sponge forever. My wife is a get-a-new-one-pretty-often person, and I always think, come on, these things cost a nickel. Let's keep smearing (laughs) disease around our plates. I'll I'll spend an hour rubbing filth on all our dishes. (laughs) Right, you're painting disease on your plates. It's like sick enough. Well, your uh, wife, as much as, as often as she replaces the sponges, aren't, she's not doing it as often as the researchers recommend. They say get new sponges every week. Oh, at least. And what do they cost? They cost nothing. nothing. When I was a single guy, I might use the same one for a year. Oh, Until I lost it or it fell apart would be the only reason I replaced it. And they cost nothing. <laughs> well, Or they say get it wet and nuke it. Put them in the microwave no. for a minute. Uh uh-uh. uh. They're yes. saying no, they say microwaving yes. only kills around sixty percent of the bacteria. Ah, that's plenty. I put 60%. it in the dishwasher. I'm switching so That doesn't work either. You put it in the dishwasher? Yeah. Nope. Doesn't but, work. But what do they cost? Can somebody go on Amazon? What's a package of the, the you know, six of those sponges cost? Five ninety nine. They, they like cost nothing. Now can we get the kind that's kind of scratchy on one side yeah. and soft that's on the other? Six ninety nine. All right. And besides for a dozen of them. <laughs> they, they work a lot better when they're new. Not only are you not smearing right. disease on your <laughs> But I'm really putting a lot of elbow grease into this pan to try to get as much gunk smeared on here as I can. Oh, i got to get to the tagline. The payoff for this story, it is no surprise, since sponges are used to clean dirty dishes and moist bacterial breeding grounds covered with old food particles and fecal matter. Oh, boy. What are you doing with your sponge? (laughs) You don't enjoy uh, pooing in a bowl now and again? (laughs) <laughs> I thought everybody I thought everybody did. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm Strong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. What'd yeah. you come up with me for what a price you? on a sponge? Uh, six packs of sponges, uh, yeah, like 98 cents a piece, when you, yeah. depending on how big of a package you're getting. I've got to I gotta switch them out more often now. I do most of the dishes. This is ridiculous. One percenter. <laughs> I'm smearing, I'm smearing gross stuff on all of our... <laughs> The things that were, you know, dirty because they had right. a little cereal or milk in the right. bowl are now dirtier because I washed it. Right. It was it's crap. Better, it was it's better crap. off before. It's crap. Feckle matter. You, you need a better floor plan if you got poo in your kitchen. Or just, I don't know what you're doing. All right, listen. Uh, here's a little advice for our younger listeners coming up. Uh, well, and maybe our older listeners, too, including a shameful uh, confession by me, Joe Getty, co-host. 
and uh, and much more. Awesome. I like the sound of that. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Got some good texts also. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. From the text line, Marshall is in the pocket of Big Sponge. <laughs> Could be. Nice. But uh, as somebody Just else trying to get us to buy more sponges, as somebody else texted, I'm now convinced that if they brought back dirt from the dark side of the moon, it would have fecal matter. <laughs> yeah, no. Kidding. Everything they ever study, there's fecal matter, and you wonder how did that get there? That's right. Which which just goes to show you, fecal matter. That's poop, by the way. In case you're not hip to that, um, uh, is is just everywhere. It's in the air. It's right. everywhere around us, and probably completely necessary to the biology of our functioning. Oh yeah, yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Every animal on Earth does it, and it's got to go somewhere. I've eaten and enough. Evidently, it's onto our sponges, cell phones, and uh, the office phones. I've eaten enough s around here. I'll tell you what, <laughs> oh, I should be healthy. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, <laughs> well, speaking of being somewhat seasoned, you know they they say that it, it, it takes wisdom to make good decisions, and it takes bad decisions to get wisdom, et cetera, et cetera. I'm going to tell you this out of experience, bitter, hard won experience, because I was very bad at this. And I just, I, I'd heard it, but I didn't internalize it. I didn't get it. If you screw up, you have multiple choices of how to handle it. Maybe you have to address the fact that you've screwed up to your boss or, you know, your spouse or your client or whatever. Maybe it's a gene. I don't know. Some of us want to, we feel the need to explain in detail, what happened and the reasons and why I screwed up. And, 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 you know, you can use the word excuses if you want. Make a bunch of excuses, blah, 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 blah. And I think in your head, you think, well, that will make it less bad. And the person I am talking to will feel better about me having heard my 11 different explanations of how it went wrong and how I'm really not to blame. Right. And, you know, it took me a long time. Finally, I get it, partly from being on both ends of the interaction. So that's option A. Option B is, I screwed up. I should have X. I promise to you I will do better next time, period. You want to raise that person's respect for you, go with that choice. And not the long laundry list of, well, it was because of this, and it was because of this, and because of this. And it's hard to do. And, and again, maybe it's a personality type, maybe it's a gene, maybe uh, all the fecal matter on the sponges I've used through the years has poisoned my mind. But trust me on this. Go with the second one. And you've just decided this? Well, no, I haven't just decided this. I'm mm. just dealing with it. Gotcha. I'm dealing with an interaction non, gone not quite right. And a laundry list ain't helping. Ugh. Um, wisdom comes to us when it can no longer do us any good. Gabriel Garcia Marquez. That's a good one. He ought to shut up. Joe Getty. It's like youth is wasted on the young. Wisdom comes to us when it can no longer do any good. There's certain truth to that. I'd like to think I got a few years left. What, have you been talking to my doctor? You don't look good. You know, know, something I don't know. Well, this is a sobering moment. Brings us to our next point. Joe, we need to tell you something. (laughs) 
<laughs> and how do you know? Well, everybody's talking about it. Yeah, uh, we, we had a meeting about how to break it to you. You know, a couple of quick notes involving statistics. Number one, no, over 5,300 Colorado voters have withdrawn their voter registration because Colorado is going to send some information to the federal government. Why they're doing that is very, very interesting. It is almost entirely Democrats. Is it activism, or is it people saying, I've been voting illegally, oh my God, I've got to deregister? Mm. Depends who you ask. We can dig into that at a later date, perhaps. Um, And a second little statistic, um, with the sequel to the incredibly ridiculous, scaremongering, an inconvenient truth coming out, Al Gore is back in the news, and so is the fact that his 10,000-square-foot estate in Tennessee expended more than 21 times more energy than the average U.S. household over the past year. Bullshit! Much of it using good old-fashioned fossil fuel. So, people seem to delight in that. What's the former vice president's uh, personal life these days? Since he, remember, he inexplicably, he and Tipper split up. Right. And then he was getting groin massages in hotels, yeah, allegedly. Which, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and he could afford them because having put out the wildly scaremongering, uh, an inconvenient truth, he then invested heavily in all sorts of green energy projects that were then backed by the federal government, et cetera, and became a billionaire. So I think he's doing okay. Speaking of scaremongering, the story yesterday, <clears throat> uh, one of your scaremongering story was the President Bannon, I mean Trump. Um, what? Well, I'm, I'm playing into that role. Um, <laughs> we're trying to rig colleges so more white people could get in. The The story behind that story is actually pretty interesting. So I'll bring that to you next hour. If you do indeed get the award-winning fourth hour, I don't know why we get an award just for the fourth hour, which some of you don't hear, but... Because it's so good. It is. The fourth hour's good. But if you don't get it, hit up the podcast or something. The first three hours are kind of a warm-up. What? Fourth hour's when we really bring it. I'm trying to make people who haven't heard the fourth hour long for it. Well, you've made the perfect people who heard the first three hours resent it. Boy, there's no winning here. No, stop talking. And with you dying. What? <laughs> so, You're listening show to me the chart. The Armstrong and Getty Show.